welcome. Prepare your heart as we dive into the Word of God. Our desire at Beloved Church in Lena, Illinois, is to lead you into a life-changing encounter with grace and truth. Jesus Christ has a divine destiny perfectly orchestrated for those who are willing to be adventurous enough to receive His favor and blessing into their life. Our prayer is that you will allow the presence of the comforting Spirit of God to radically display the Father's love for you. You are a part of God's beloved family, and that means you are greatly loved. Now over to our guest minister for today. As this battle heats up, this spiritual war that we are in, we're not, we're not battling with flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle between good and evil. Between light and darkness. So all that's unfolding before our very eyes at this very moment is a battle for the kingdom of God to rule and reign here the way it was in Eden. Yep, we can all agree. At least three of us did. Okay. Pastor Craig made mention to that. And praise God, you guys, we were chosen to be here right now. We're alive to do one thing. Advance the kingdom of God. Created perfectly in His image to do just that. Pastor Ryan shared about the body being the body. No coincidence. This is what the Holy Spirit's releasing in us. This body equips equippers. I said it the first time I came in this body, and I still feel as strongly about it today. We are a body of equippers, equipping others and planting seed out in the world. We're doers of the word. We're not just yappers, we're doers. And to do that effectively in God's way... We need to be what he created us to be as a body, as a family, as an ecclesia. Cindy, bless her heart, openly shared her struggle with pride. Anybody else ever struggle with pride, humility? I know, right? Why? Because we've been frogs in boiling water and the world has taught us to be that way. I don't care how cool you think you are, that in itself is a problem. I know. See, because he gave us the wisdom and the intellect and the understanding and the opportunities, the opportunities, those very specific moments set up for us at the beginning of time to be where you are at that moment, to be who you were created to be. And pride would have stopped Cinderella from sharing that testimony. That took a lot of humility. I once was, now I am. Praise God, that's dead. As a body, we need to be that way with each other. That's where the testimonies come in. It really does. It's not about... It's not about what... 
you necessarily did. It's about who you used to be and who you are now in Christ. Free of fear, free of anxiety, free of addictions, free of pride, free of false humility, free of I got this. We either trust the Lord fully or not. So if he said we can have it, we can have it. If he said it's how we're supposed to walk, we can have it. We don't have to understand it in the flesh. The flesh is what's got to die for us to understand it. It's our flesh that argues with kingdom principles because we've been frogs in boiling water and the world for millennia has told us this is the way it is. When it's really not. That's the world's way. The world's dead. We're alive. Pastor Craig's word from Exodus 36, 2 is amazing. It's all a matter of the heart. Can you pull that up, brother, please, again? Exodus 36, 2. And, yeah. In whose heart? Who's got a heart? Well, talking to 25% of the room. Imagine that. (laughs) If I could have taken a picture and counted, 25% of y'all. That's okay. It's what Jesus said happens. I got it. It's okay. I'm going to plant seeds in your heart today anyway. In whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, even everyone whose heart stirred him up to come unto the work to do it. See, we're to be doers of the word, not just yappers. It's okay, yapper. So if we look at the prosperity we walk in, oh boy, that crinkled up some. All aspects of it. All aspects of prosperity. Today we're going to drill into spiritual prosperity a little bit. I'm going back to Cinderella for a minute. She's walking more prosperous in her spiritual journey today than she was several years ago when she got all bristled up when true brothers and sisters went to her and said, Sis, there's a little pride thing going on. Maybe you ought to humble yourself a little bit. You you don't have this yet. Well, praise God. Praise God somebody had the intestinal fortitude the boldness to speak truth into our sis. Because look at her now. Look at the fruit. The fruit. I know. There we go with the fruit thing. For real. Look at the fruit in her journey. The Lord said it. Judge them by their fruit. Do they have fruit? Do they have tangible, lasting fruit? Yup. Praise God. You can come to Christ today and have fruit tomorrow if you're a doer of the word. Within the body itself. Some of what I'm going to share is not at all for us in the room, for sure. It's definitely for YouTubers. Without question. You were created... Hmm. 
To prosper spiritually, you must be born again. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and make Him your Lord of your life, your spirit is reborn and brought into fellowship with the Father, the Almighty God, the Creator of the universe. This is what we've got on this great handout in the foyer. And YouTubers, if you want one, email us, The Whole Life Prosperity, and just seven components of it that are super important in this journey. And you need to put your arms around if you want to walk deeper in Him. You've got to die to yourself in all these areas and accept what Jesus did by His death, burial, and resurrection. You were created for one purpose, to live your life for God's glory. I know, it makes no sense. In the natural, i got to have a 401k. Yep, you'll financially prosper. You will have more than enough because we live in the overflow of his abundance. So get that cash thing out of the way. Why were you put on this planet at this very hour? To advance his kingdom. You could have been born in Uganda. I know. You could have been born in 1320 or in 1898. Or 1900 and not been here right now, today, in Lena, Illinois, or in Lena via modern technology. You were born for this very time with a very specific purpose. And maybe part of that purpose is breathing into a sister or brother with boldness and truth through the Holy Spirit so that they can move from glory to glory. They can become who they were created to be. You can call the gold out of them. You can speak into their life the way the Father sees them, not the way your flesh sees them. You need no further special call. You've been created uniquely. To do this uniquely. So work out what you're passionate about, what you're good at, what you're fit to do, what God has put in your life to do, and go for it. Everywhere you are. Advancing his kingdom, bringing light into darkness. You know, I, I say we leak the kingdom all the time, and, and so that word just fits. But, but we emanate, we carry. If you think about light for a minute, if I had a light bulb here, that light's radiating, right? What does the Lord say about us? Let it shine. Keep the dust off it. Let it emanate. Let it radiate. On people around you. And what does that mean? You don't even have to open your mouth. And people are touched by your presence. Because we're light carriers. And that's part of our king's kingdom. We operate in the fruits of the spirit all the time. And that's catchable. They don't even have to understand it. 
anybody else from this body right here have anybody come up to him and say, gosh, you're just so happy all the time. It's so peaceful when we're together. Your home is so peaceful. Apparently not. I know, I'm being facetious. A whole bunch of people are nodding their head. Why is that? Because we're emanating God's presence, the reality and the truth of the kingdom that we live in. See, once we come from dead to alive in Christ, we are literally alive. And we emanate him everywhere. His prosperity will follow you everywhere you go when you realize who He created you to be and your identity in Christ and what you emanate. It just follows you. And the fruit will be uncountable in everything you do. We are kings and priests, amen? What does that mean? I mean, again, the, the church answer, answer, answer. The church religious answer is, yes, I'm a king and a priest because the Bible says that. What does that mean? Luke 22, please. 28 through 30. Jesus was speaking to the disciples here. Ye are they which have continued to me in my temptations. Anybody in this room a disciple of Jesus? Okay, awesome, good. Then, uh, then this is for you guys that realize you're a disciple of Christ. Have continued in my temptations. What do we think about when we think about that word temptation? The temptations we go through. Yeah? The part of our flesh that's not dead yet. Wrong. In the Greek, it's adversity. Anybody else suffer any adversity? I know we as a body did. With the cameras across the street, you're trying to kill everybody. You don't love anybody. Can we revisit a year and a half ago quick? How about the battles we have as we try and go forth and minister the word other places? How about the religious exemptions that some of you all are fighting just to keep the job God put you in? Those adversities. Those adversities. How about the adversities Jesus had faced getting to where he was then and the adversities he was about to step into? So see, that's the true word for temptation. It's not temptation from Satan. It's the adversity from the enemy. To try and stop you from being, in this case, from trying to stop Jesus from being who he was. Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations, and I appoint... Huh. I appoint you. I appoint you. I appoint you. Take this for yourself. I appoint you. I appoint unto you a kingdom as my Father hath appointed unto me. That's y'all. If you're in Christ, if you're in Christ, that's you. The kingdom's been appointed to you in this covenant. 
that ye may eat and drink at my table in the kingdom. Some of you have probably heard us say, when you need prayer or you need agreement to overcome a physical ailment or a situation, the prayer is, I know you're suffering with that right now, but that can't be on you because you live in Christ, seated at the right hand of the Father, and that can't live there. That. So we're hanging out, drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. You know, I've heard Pastor Steve say this a myriad of times and just a couple of weeks ago he said it. Dead people love to use this line. Wow, you can't be judging Oh, got it. (laughs) Sorry. The Lord told me to judge in very specific ways. Here's one of them. In the Greek, judging, I want to shift your mindsets on a couple of these words because it's a big deal in how we look at stuff. It's how we went through three words yesterday at the men's get-together. If you're not there... I beseech you to be there. You need what we're eating. And we're the body being the body, by the way. And I know the women's group is too, but we're feeding each other revelation. We're sharing with each other what God's showing us on specific things. Yesterday, it was just about an hour and 45 minutes on three words. It was glorious. If you're missing it, I really feel bad for you. My heart breaks for you, honestly. I know. It's a time thing. Judging. Judging in the Greek. So what are we going to be doing when we're judging the 12 tribes? Well, in the Greek, it can be used a couple of different ways, but it can be mentally or judicially deciding. It can be to condemn or punish. But it can also be to cause you to think or bring into question. It's a great place for my own, I'm just speaking for myself. When I read the scriptures and I start diving into the Greek and Hebrew on this stuff, I allow the Holy Spirit to tell me what the Holy Spirit meant when he penned that through our Father. What the application of that word is in that sentence and how it relates to my journey. Pastor Craig was sharing that, you know, the Lord, that he has a lot of questions. And he he was in conversation and questioning. That's the way the Holy Spirit speaks to me constantly to pull me into stuff is questions. Because it causes me to search his word and seek the Father's heart in that. Luke 4:18 through 20 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Are there any other me's in here? Good. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Now, a while ago in our grace group in Lena, we went through bruised. Yeah. We, we think, oh, I got this. It's a bruise. How big a bruise? Big bruise. No, it's crushed. Finer than grist mill flour. Bruised. So, Jesus just wants to set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And Jesus closed the book. This is when he was a youngster preaching in the synagogue. Sidebar. So there's Jesus on a get-together at the synagogue amongst all these religious, pious, I know better than you people. Anybody know anybody like that? The people that want to get into debate with you? Watch what the Lord did when somebody got wanted to try and bring him into debate. See, because truth is truth. We're not told to argue. We're told to speak truth in boldness and in love and let it work because we're sowing seeds of truth. So this is the Lord saying that. It, so to preach the acceptable year of the Lord and he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. All the eyes of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Think about that. Can you hear the hush in the room? There was probably a lot of cows getting popped. Or at least 25% of the room. So in today's world, what I saw when I was going through all of this with him, mic drop. And he closed the book, gave it to the minister, sat down. Boom. Truth has been set. Grab it, grab it or not. Totally up to you. Totally up to you and where your heart is. If you think you got this, then you got it, I'm sure. Love you. Best of luck. I bless you. But in this hour that we live in right now, it is of the utmost importance that we, the saints, in unity of the faith, are ready to release truth to those that are going to be coming on bent knee in fear, in trepidation. I released a word, I don't know, a year ago-ish, year and a half, whatever. Stood right here. Just can't remember the date. About the Lord preparing us as a body to be ready for the neighbors, the family members, the people in the workplace that were going to come in tears over not knowing what to do. They're going to be broken in every way that they can imagine because their world is nothing like they thought it was going to be. All of a sudden, all their dreams were shattered. This was six months before Corona. Any dreams shattered during that lie? Any people in fear and trepidation? 
still today? And what's the Holy Spirit been leading us as a body into? Lifting those people up. He's been drawing us deeper in Him so we can draw them into Him in that place. And edify them and exhort them. The bruised. John fifteen sixteen. Ye have not chosen me. That took me a minute in my journey to get a grip on. Because I came to him. I came to him. And it's the way I was raised in religion. Come to him. I was never told that I didn't choose him, but I have chosen you. He chose us to be alive right now. Get over yourself and get on with the deal. It's all about him. It's not about me. I'm just speaking for myself. Y'all can do it how you want. It's nothing about me. It's all about him. Being fully yielded to exactly what he wants me to do in that moment to advance his kingdom. To shine light into darkness. To lift up the bruised. But I have chosen you and I have ordained you. Remember a few minutes ago I said, you don't need any special call. Be who you were created to be. This is really important. That ye should go and bring forth fruit. There's that fruit thing again. Can't argue with me. It's his word. Boy, does that feel good. And that your fruit should remain. That whosoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, that whatsoever. Did I say whosoever? Hmm. Whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So why do we want to live in lack? In all of the areas of prosperity, why do we want to live in lack? Because religion taught us to be that way. There's entire religions that teach living in poverty financially. That teach that the Lord put that cancer on you to teach you a lesson. That if you wouldn't idolize that car, he wouldn't have crashed it. That's not our Father. That is not our Father in any way, shape, or form. And whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. We're called, this body had a prophetic word. How long ago, Pastor Ryan? 
that we're to be the wealthiest, healthiest, most influential body in the region? Five years ago. Five years ago. And we got that word. It was before I was involved here. We, but that's we, because I'm standing on that. I, I accept it and I receive it. No differently than the word Pastor Dwayne shared with us when he was here under an unction of the Spirit. Grab it. It's yours. So we are the wealthiest, healthiest, most influential body in the region. Hallelujah. Can I just point to a couple of things on there to maybe get your mind in that place? Any other body, ecclesia, or church during the corona lie that rebuilt their entire structure, sand some bathrooms we're still working on? Anybody else? Anybody else filled to the rafters and overflowing? And watching dead men get raised? And watching cancer lumps fall off? And watching eyes that are hurt be healed? Anybody else? So then, really, truly, we are the wealthiest, the healthiest, and the most influential. The fruit that comes from this body is incredible. Testify to each other. These moments when we say kiss a cheek and hug a neck, you ought to be testifying to each other. You ought to be testifying to each other before and after the service. During the week, you ought to be testifying to each other. You'll be blessed by our Father for doing that. I challenge you to try it. How can we continue as a body to walk deeper in that word? Wow. What are we chosen to do as a body? As this ecclesia within itself, how can we grow deeper in that word that was released over us and the word that the Lord gave us as to who we are? How can we do that? Be who you were created to be within this body. Be who you were created to be within this body. Be engaged. Not a toe in the water. Come on in, the water's really good. You probably heard me say that once or three times. Full submersion. Come on in. We love you. We're here to bless you. And I do mean as congregates, as members of the ecclesia, we're just here to bless y'all. Nobody's cursing you. Jesus is king and we love you. And we want you to walk in what the Lord has for you. There's no guilt. There's no condemnation. There's no shame. It's all him. And it's all about you and your journey and walking from faith to faith, deeper in him and glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. Becoming who God created you to be. Totally free from all the bondage of this planet. And walking in the kingdom where he intended us to be. We plant seeds constantly with our words. And if we're submitted one to another as the body... Hmm, that S word. They may make you cringe. 
When you get corrected by a brother or a sister, say, you don't want to say it that way. You're going to reap what you sow. How you doing? Oh, it'll never work. That's what you're going to reap. Not maybe. Absolutely. Oh, it's kind of a hot mess right now. (gasps) Hope you enjoy that. We speak truth into reality. And what truth do we speak? Scriptural truth. These are revelations that when we speak them over ourselves and into those we're in contact with, they will come to fruition. Period. Period. So if we're submitted one to another as a body, and we're being who we are created to be within our body... Did I say submitted? Then in humility and love, we can go to each other. Say, bro, I love you, but you know what? That doesn't line up with what the Lord says about you. Or that doesn't line up with where the Lord says you are in Christ. And that'll blow your hair back. It'll put your head sideways. And it's okay. Jesus did it every day. Truth will make you free. But you have to receive it on that heart in good soil with your pride out of the way. That's a big deal. Luke 8.15, please. We plant seeds with our actions as a body. The way we greet each other. The way we love on each other. The way we speak to each other. Speak of each other. Pastor Steve says sometimes, yeah, I know you all went home and had roast pastor. Shame on you. Honestly, it's okay to disagree. Have a conversation. But really, truly, if you do that, those seeds you're planting, they're going to bite you in the rear end, says the Lord. I know that's a little Bobbyism, but. Take every thought captive before you release it out of your lips. Because words matter. And as kings and priests, sons of God in Jesus, our words carry power. That's right. It's why demons flee when we tell them to. Some flee just by us entering the room. Some of y'all have been healed during worship. Not even focused on being healed and whoop, you're healed. You're set free. Fear's gone. Whatever it is. Whatever that chain was. Our actions as a body, one with another, have immediate response. So the way we talk to each other in all things. The way we serve each other. It's so glorious to watch this body serve. You know who was at so-and-so's house the other day helping? Really? Well, that's awesome. Well, they needed a hand. 
fab. That's our actions. That's planting seeds with our actions from a kingdom perspective. We attract, we attract people to us like a moth to a light in the middle of summer in a dark woods. When our eyes are on him and we're seeking the kingdom first. In the craziest, funnest kind of ways. Stacy shared a testimony today when we were praying that she was raking some leaves. It wasn't even her house. She was blessing somebody by helping. And a whole group of people pulled up in vehicles and said, Hey, can we help you rake? Now, I don't know how many hours Stacer would have been out there raking, but I know it's not a 15 or 20 minute job to rake a yard. I don't care how small the yard is. And how many people descended? 20 to 25 people. You can call it a coincidence if you want. I choose to speak the truth into it. And it's okay if I'm with the Father and He says, Oh, you know, you're so cute. But thanks for the praise. That really wasn't me. I had nothing to do with it. Well, I don't believe it because that's not what His Word says. So I choose to take those moments like Stacy did and testify to the fact the Lord lessened her burden yesterday so she could go about other kingdom business and had a whole group of 20, 25 people come up willing, open, and able to help her with that task. (sighs) Pastor Ryan shared this morning about Harvest Fest last week. So I may or may not have like drilled that for like months to just come. Just come. If you didn't come, I'm sorry you didn't come. You missed it. You missed a major blessing in your life by not being here and just being around us and all those people we touched. But again, did I say a few minutes ago about being all the way in? And I know that's not for everybody. I got it. Yet. The key word there is yet. But Pastor Ryan shared that. What a blessing it was to watch this ecclesia be willing to serve the Lord in our actions. And guess what happened? It was as smooth and as fun. This room had more people. I have no idea what account was in this room, but I know we ran out of everything, including wristbands for kids to get them in. We ran out of candy. We ran out of food. We ran out of giveaways. And we were prepared for a large number of people. This room was all standing, no chairs, everybody standing. And there were, we might have fit a half dozen people over here and 10, 12 people back over there. And four or five people here. Otherwise, it was bumper to bumper, adults and children being, ready, leaked on. And hearing truth about Jesus and how much he loves them. That's big stuff, you guys. And it's who we are. Praise God, that's what the ecclesia is. That was the Father's heart when he built the body of Christ. Jesus is the cornerstone. And we're kings and priests and sons. Anointed. Anointed. Every one of us. If somebody just came to Christ minutes ago, they've got a revelation I desire to have. I know, that's really going to bend some heads. 
Because the revelation they had, the moment they went through, their testimony leading up to that very moment, I don't have that. And I want it. I want an understanding of that. Why? Because I may be able to share that testimony with somebody I'm going to run into in 15 minutes or 10 years from now. And the Holy Spirit, did I talk about the Holy Spirit being in us? Yes. The Holy Spirit's going to go, remember that? So I saw a guy one time 12 years ago. He had exactly that. And, and, and now, and you can too. Really simple. But that on good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, that whole hearing thing. My chicken's going to be overcooked at home. You know, the Packers start in 15 minutes. Pick it. It's a beautiful day. I need to rake the yard. Oh, I'm so tired. I need a nap. Y'all got an extra hour of sleep last night, and if you didn't, I'm sorry. You had the opportunity. We're rolling. Which, in an honest and good heart, honest and good heart, can, can you say tilled soil, cultivated, right. softened, open, ready to receive? That place that our anointed and ordained worship team takes us to every time we gather. That's big stuff. It's not karaoke. If you're still singing karaoke just to sing along, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're speaking truth over the neighbors standing around you. I'm glad you're speaking truth into yourself. That's awesome. But wait, there's more. There's more, there's more, there's more. That was a beautiful moment today as we all stilled ourselves before the Lord and allowed our worship team to speak truth over us and our spirits come in agreement with it and bless the Lord and tell Him He's worthy of all things. He's worthy of our honor. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our trust. He's worthy of taking a risk for. Because he would never do something to harm us. He loves us. He'd never put you in a situation to hurt you, ever. Which in honest and good heart, having heard the word, hmm, ears to hear. Do you have ears to hear? Keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Oh, Lord, we love patience in this time. What do you mean you can't be at my house tomorrow with that? This is Amazon Prime, isn't it? My gosh, how long are they going to take to get through this drive through window? What do you mean I got to take a rain check for that sale? I want it now. I got the money right now. Just take my money and give me the thing. Frogs in boiling water. It's by no 
coincidence that we, all of us, live in a get-it-now society. In a non-biblical way, we are so impatient, it's crazy. What are one of the fruits of the Spirit? Patience. Snap. For real. Like this big of an exclamation point about this fat with a dot about that big. Patience is a big deal, brothers and sisters. Waiting on the Lord is a big deal. And bring forth fruit with patience. Anybody ever plant a seed in the ground? You look at it every 15 minutes? Once a day? Every couple weeks? Yeah, right? Yeah, me too. I'm not growing yet. You'll grow in Jesus' name. Patience. How about ripening of fruit? I know for myself this year, my maters came up. Yep, and I did say mater. I was really getting kind of impatient. I got all this beautiful fruit out there. The weather's starting to turn. I'm going, hey, 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 Lord. Yeah. Patience. Put that into planting a seed in a brother or sister. Do we expect a result immediately? The human part of you does. Kill it. Smash it and kill it. Plant the seed. Know it's there. Know that the Holy Spirit will do what the Holy Spirit's been doing since the beginning of time. And he will water. He will cultivate. He will fertilize. You be who you were created to be. Plant that seed through an action, through a word, through just a hug. And let it happen. Within our body, I can promise you, I've heard the testimonies. Oh, I'm so excited, Pastor Bob. I planted a seed on that and I prayed about that with that person a year ago and look at it coming now. Patience. Takes a minute for some of us. Decades for some of us. But in this time and in this hour, there is an acceleration. You've all heard me say, and many of you have put your head sideways since the beginning of this corona lie. I was saying, actually, before it even started, but like in January-ish of that year. These are the most glorious times I've ever seen on the planet. And the brothers and sisters I run with globally say the same thing. These are the most glorious times ever. Well, how the heck can you say that? I don't have any money. Everybody's going to die. Fauci said 10,237,000. Yeah, whatever. You can believe all those lies if you want. That's on you. I choose not to. I speak truth into these things. That's just my choice. And look at what's been happening. More people have come to Christ. More people have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. More people are out spreading the kingdom of God everywhere they go. Everywhere they go constantly. 
It's who we are. We don't live in fear and trepidation. We live in the fruits of the Spirit. Back to the patience. Our seeds will bring forth fruit, brothers and sisters, within our own body and out in the world. But this word today was really about in amongst ourselves, I believe. And you YouTubers, of course, because you're in. You're in or you're in. And I'd encourage you to come and see us if you never have. Come and hang out. We have a lot of fun. The water's really good. It's really good. And bring forth fruit with patience. Hmm. Let that resonate a minute while I go to another scripture. Ephesians 4.1, please. This chapter will preach for weeks. But I believe that what the Lord is, is having me release today from this, and I'd so encourage you to spend some time in Ephesians, but specifically Ephesians 4. It's for us as a body. Paul was admonishing the Ephesians for living holy lives. I believe the Lord's giving us this for admonishing us for who we're who we are becoming and walking out in this very moment. This is a word of edification, brothers and sisters. Paul says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. That's y'all. That's your job as a saint within the body. Certainly outside. Certainly outside. But within the body is where we're at in this moment. How we can be who we were created to be for each other. Because I need y'all. I truly need you. I say that a lot. And I know some of you maybe not get. I need you. I need those words I get. I was blessed to be able to have a sister come forward for prayer and say, mm, kind of made a request. And I said, you know what? You're supposed to pray for me. That's what the Holy Spirit said. Guess what happened? She blessed my socks off. I, I, I'm just, I'm coming up with testimony after testimony. I'm not doing anything. Holy Spirit's showing me testimony after testimony of the times I've been blessed by y'all. And it's not about that, because it's not about position. It's about saints being saints and who we are created to be, and being yielded to the Holy Spirit to bring forth that word, to bring forth that heart, to fill that need, to stand alongside of. Who we may be done by two o'clock. With all lowliness and meekness, i.e. submission, with long suffering, forbearing 
one another in love. In love. All things in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Unity in the Spirit is a big deal. Anything short of unity in the Spirit is an abomination. God said it. Spirit of division. You don't have to agree with me. Don't argue with me. Argue with the Lord. Don't get upset with me. Don't get upset with anyone that speaks truth into you. If it's scripturally based, don't put your heart in that place. We want the unity we have in this body. We want that unity that we have here to leak over every other body across the planet. That's why we minister globally. We minister locally, locally, and globally. Why? Why is Pastor Steve ministering in Texas today? Why do we go other places? Because we want to bring what we have there. We want unity in the Spirit on these tremendous revelations that we have. Does that mean we have it all together? Not yet. For real. But we're getting there. We're getting there. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. The gifts are non-revocable. Every one of you, every one of you have gifts by the Lord. Everyone is gifted. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Hmm. There's so many. Okay. Focus. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? And we know that, right? He went to hell. Defeated the enemy totally. So everything's under your feet in Christ. Everything. Everything. No sickness. No disease. No bondage. No fear. Nothing. It's all under your feet because of Christ. And he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. Huh. Some. Yep. Some are anointed to do specific things. Pastor Ryan and his worship team is anointed to draw us into a great place of praise and worship. There are many. Some that are yet to step forward in this body that are anointed worshipers that can worship the Lord while emanating the kingdom that they carry, leading those nearby into that place. 
Some were, were made to be starters, apostles. In today's terms, we can call it church planting, ministry planting, and then manage that, like Paul did. Why, why did the Lord do that? For the perfecting of the saints. We're all saints, amen? amen. We want to be perfected, yes? yes? We all want to move from glory to glory, deeper in Him. We want to walk in the full prosperity that Christ died for for us in all areas. I mean, if we own it, why wouldn't you want it? It's just sitting there. Anybody here want to drive a Maserati? Corvette? Big diesel two-ton truck with monster tires, whatever it is. If somebody gave it to you and set it there, why wouldn't you put your carcass in it and take it for a ride and take it home? It's the same thing in the kingdom of God. If he bought it for you through his blood, receive it. Okay, now we're going back to the body. If I was created to do that and speak that and actions do that for you, why wouldn't you do it? What is it that's stopping you from being who you were created to be? Being an all-in person. Questions. Just questions. Holy Spirit will show you exactly what that is. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Are we doing work here? Locally, locally and nationally? Yeah, for the work. Last week, Harvest Fest. This morning, a gathering of the saints. That's what that is. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Are we not the body of Christ? Huh. So... Let's put that in application. If I'm who I was created to be, I'm listening to the Holy Spirit and I'm taking a risk and doing what he's telling me to do for my brother, for my sister. It doesn't have to make sense to me. I'm just going to be who I was created to be for that moment. And that person's edified. Maybe it's as simple as telling somebody, gosh, I love you, sis. Gosh, I love you, brother. Man, I saw you pick up that piece of trash on the way in. Thank you. Gosh, I appreciate the way you got up and moved over. That was so awesome. Your work physically when we were together last week was stellar. Thanks so much for helping. Maybe it's just that simple. The edifying part. Because, see, we have no idea what's going on in our brothers' and sisters' lives in that moment. We don't. How do they need to be edified? We don't know. But the Holy Spirit knows. The Holy Spirit knows. And will show you if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, the words you open your mouth and the words start to come forth. Can we go back to Jamie's book for a minute? Or next Sunday night? I would beseech thee to be here. This will be great. We want to be perfected saints for the work of the ministry, for the edification of the body of Christ, ourselves, and 
across the planet. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. So maybe we're all not there yet, according to Paul. And to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Glory to glory, faith to faith, walking deeper in what we were created to be, the fullness of Christ, in him fully, at all times. Testing everything that comes out of our mouth with the gifts of the Spirit, with the fruits of our Father. Why? Because then no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, every stupid TikTok, every stupid YouTube video, every stupid television show, every stupid news report, everything that some dead man said that you believed for a second and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness. Frogs in boiling water again. None of this is by coincidence. Our world has been manipulated since Eden. Every aspect. I know we drilled into patience a little bit. Just a tick. That's just one. Whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measures of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. That's us. If, tongue in cheek when I say if, regarding the king and his word, if the Bible's correct, if what the Lord said about you is correct, what the Lord said about me is correct, then I need to be that wrist I'm supposed to be, or that ligament I'm supposed to be, or that tendon, so that Pastor Ryan can be who he was created to be, so Pastor Steve can be who he's created to be, so any of you can be who you were created to be within the body. We need each other desperately to be who we are created to be. So that we, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase deeper in him. Maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord 
that we henceforth not walk as other Gentiles in the vanity of their mind. Kill it. Gentiles, dead people, we're alive. If you've accepted Christ and you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Lord says you're now alive before you were dead. Gentiles, in this reference, were dead. Having the understanding darkened and being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance. That's a pretty strong word. Through the ignorance. These dead men, they're ignorant. Anybody else here ever go, how can they even do that to somebody? How can they say that? How can they act like that? I can't imagine it. Anybody? Because you're alive. They're dead. We shouldn't expect carnal people, dead people, to be anything like us. We're not of this world anymore. So, of course, they're going to be ignorant. What's our job? Get mad at them? Argue with them? Fight with them? Throw stuff at them? Talk bad about them? Plant seeds of discontent and discord amongst them? Nope. It's to plant seeds of truth and righteousness and be the light carriers we were created to be for them. Amen. So they're not blind. Their hearts aren't blind. They have eyes to see and ears to hear. Who being past feeling have given themselves feeling. But you hurt my feelings when you said that. That doesn't feel right when you say that. Sorry, it's your flesh, because it's scripturally truth. When Andrew was here, he talked about, and he talks about it a lot, but not operating in feelings in the natural. Because we're not natural anymore. Who being past feeling, in other words, they've grown out of that phase... They're not sucking on formula anymore or powdered milk. They've killed their pride. They're walking in humility. They're submitted one to another. So Brother Jeff can say, Bob, I really feel the Lord saying that and I just I want to pray with you about that or whatever. I'll receive it because I'm submitted to you all. If you're in Christ, I'm submitted to you. I want to hear I have the Spirit of the Lord in me. I, am, I have the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit can pick that apart and go, ah, ah, nope, man, that's awesome. I love you for that. But the fact is, and that's okay. <coughs> Who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. In other words, if that's where you're walking, you don't understand Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man dying to yourself, which is corrupt 
according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor. So we're supposed to speak truth into our neighbors. For we are members one of another. We are one in spirit. We are in unity in Christ. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. Grab the prosperity that Jesus died for for you and don't let the enemy rob you anymore. Don't let it happen. Like Pastor Craig shared this morning, start to prepare your hearts for what you're going to do with the abundance of the blessings the Lord has got for you when you're ready to receive them. Because they're there. In all of these things, in this context today, what he's got for us spiritually. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which, but let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, and anger, and clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, because the covenant between Christ and the Lord has forgiven you. So the body being the body, loving on each other, calling out and speaking truth, calling out the gold that the Lord's showing you. Miss Kay shared a couple of months ago, and at one point in that said, I don't see my husband as Stephen Castle. Yep, that's his name. I see him as the Lord sees him. That's a big deal. We see each other in the spirit. We don't see the flesh. Yeah, I know you can't help. I know when Cindy walks up. I know when Tabor was over by me. Whatever. I see that. I got it. But I don't see the flesh. I see her spirit and her heart and her willingness and her openness and her love for the Father. And in that place, the Lord will share with you things that you can edify, you can exhort, you can encourage that person in. That's the body being the body. Amen. Luke 4, 18 through 20. Please. Ruh-roh. There we are. I want to finish by 
what Jesus said you are. Oh my goodness, I am master of technology. It's my servant. So if you're watching this on video or you're on YouTube, I would really encourage you to play along. This is a big deal. Speaking out who we are over ourselves is a really big deal. I am statements changed my life and hundreds of others that I've ministered that concept to and been blessed to breathe into. Speaking out who we are. Not according to what Bob says or Mitchell or Pastor. And I'm not beating up any of that. But the facts are the facts. If the Lord said it about me, I need to understand it and grab it. And if my soul doesn't like it, I need to say it a thousand times a day. If that's what it takes till I believe it and I know it. Because then I know in my knower who I am. And you can never take it away. So I'd encourage you to stand with me. And we're going to recite this. We're going to read this over ourselves. Because it is who you are. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Yeah. So now I'd love the opportunity to bless you. Thank you so much for sharing this time with us as we have encountered Jesus Christ through the ministry of His life-changing Word. If you would like to learn more about Steve Castle Ministries and Beloved Church, you can go online to stevecastle.com or belovedchurchillinois.com. You can also contact us at 815-990-0367. Always remember that you are a part of the Beloved Family of God, and Beloved Church is the place where you are greatly loved. Now please open your heart to receive as Pastor Steve proclaims the blessing of the Father over your life. I pray, I declare that above all things that you allow the finished work of the cross to bring prosperity into your finances and also divine health prospering your body and all of these things are going to affect you in a supernatural way as you allow your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions and your personality to be perfected in prosperity that the Father desires for you to have. We love you and we cannot wait to see and be with you again soon. Goodbye, beloved.